goodness i am back it's been a long time since the last podcast i'm not gonna lie to you summer as a teacher really took over my priorities um a lot of laziness a lot of not getting in the right routine also you know baseball season just flew by here as we are ready for the actual mlb postseason but my goal for next year is to definitely do a little bit more during the regular season and perhaps get some talking points throughout the season, get some segments, basically just try to get a little bit better. But I think it is time to to get back into the swing of things, try to get one out every couple of weeks or so, maybe once a month would be a good goal, discuss trades. I think like uh, last season, last off season, there'll be a lot of trades in the off season. We have the draft to get to and everything like that. But uh, this episode is going to be about... uh, taking a look back at the predictions that I so boldly made and applauding the successes and making fun of the really, really bad failures, which there are, uh, there were a couple, I'm not going to lie. There were a few, but first, before we do that, even let's go ahead and congratulate the San Diego Padres as the second ever champion. Finally, Antoine can shut up about being a champion. He no longer is the champion of the league. He is only now a ex-former champion. Now Ryan gets to do the shit-talking for the year. You know, I want to do an in-depth look on his team at some point to perhaps look at what got him to the championship and what won him the championship and really take a, a deep dive into his roster, see you know, what were the keys to success for him? Now, uh, I do want to say one thing. It's going to come off as me complaining about this. And there, there's no way around how that's going to sound. But I try uh, to speak for everybody. And a lot of people I've talked to about this have agreed with me, whether or not they're just amusing me for one reason or another as the next. But this is one thing I think we may need to change pretty quickly for next year. That's having the playoffs so late in the baseball season. I'm not saying that I could have beaten Ryan. In fact, I, I actually don't think even with uh, earlier in the year, I would have been able to beat Ryan. He just had a really good team that you know like, didn't match up well with my team. So I don't, I'm not using this as a reason to say why, oh, I, I should have won this league. It's not that at all. But what I do want to point out is that I don't know if it's a fair representation of the actual team. You take the guys with the two best records and the weeks that they had, and I'm talking about the A's, by the way, and myself, the weeks that we had, the last two weeks of the season were like completely average at best. You know, J.D. Martinez, my star, literally ranked number one triple crown winner, played like three games a week the last couple of weeks of the season. So I'm trying to beat teams without these guys. Like, usually the guys that have the best seasons are on, you know, propelling their teams to be the best, and they get rested at the end. I had Freddie Freeman on a Sunday where I needed a lot of uh, a batting average boost, and he said he was starting and then played one at bat, and 
then he got <laughs> pulled from the game because the Braves had clinched the day before. So, and then the next week, he got two days off, and Freddie never gets days off. So I don't understand how really we're trying to decide who the best fantasy team is by using the last week or two uh, as the playoff indicator. So I moved to move uh, to actually move the playoffs to a later uh, to an earlier date, excuse me, an earlier date in the season. I think the last week is definitely just too late for a championship game. I mean, there's some games are even canceled too. So if your team's on a team that's making up a game, I know the Marlins and Reds or something had a game that didn't, or Pirates and Marlins didn't ever get played out. Now, those make a difference when you start adding all these things up. So if we could move at least two weeks earlier would be my best, uh, my guess. Uh, I was talking to Henry too. Was it Henry, I believe? Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but maybe even a two-week playoff. If we want to keep it the same length, let's go ahead and start playoffs a week early and make the last two rounds two weeks or even just the championship two weeks. I think a little bit of a change should be addressed here. Not to say that I didn't love the season and I do think that Ryan probably has the best team in the league and it's a fine winner, but I, I just I just want it to be fair for everybody involved, okay? Um, even I was talking to Ryan about this, like he's starting pitchers just for the shits of it at the end of it, like guys that we've never really even heard of until like a week ago. And we're, those are guys are deciding fantasy championships. So uh, it's just, it's a strange, strange way to go out after a long season, you know? Um, so it's just something to think about. I wanted to get that off my chest. I really do think we should vote on that. My preference would be to just move everything up two weeks and keep it as it is. I could also get on board with a two week matchup for the championship or for the semifinals as well. Otherwise, I really liked everything about the league for this first year, uh, second year, I guess now, second year. Uh, I think the categories are great. There is some issues that we need to address with the Mariners and the A's. I don't think the A's are going to be a problem filling out. I think the Mariners are going to be a big issue. So we've learned our lesson. I'll freely admit we probably shouldn't have let in the guy for free. But uh, hindsight's twenty twenty. I don't think anybody was taking that team. I still don't think anybody was taking that team for full price. We probably maybe could have waited at half price, but I we tried, guys. I mean, we, we tend to overlook that part. Is we tried for a couple of weeks to get people into that. I know Brett and Joe really tried to get people into that spot. I just don't see how it's going to happen. And to be honest, the Mariners aren't much better now. I don't know if he's gone off the face of the earth or what, but that team's similar to where the Dodgers are at. So unless somebody wants to switch their team, I don't want to. I like my team. I'm not. I'm not giving it up. But we got that, that'll come down the line. Let's not worry about that now. Let's worry about some fun things, okay? The bold prediction. So I re-listened to that episode I did. I think it was in early March, uh, maybe even late March. Spring training had definitely happened. I think the first week or two of spring training. So we're looking at like middle of March. I made a lot of these predictions. Looking at them, I, I didn't make... I'm not going to talk about every prediction I had. I got the the most juiciest of ones. So I'm looking at this. I'm, I'm 65, 70% right. I think I'm definitely more right than I was wrong. I missed on a few. 
a few badly, but I got a few really, really right. So um, the two highlights I really wanted to go over were uh, Christian Yelich. So Christian Yelich, I had predicted would have, uh, I kind of talked myself up. I don't know if you remember it or not, probably not, but I was talking myself up. I said, he'll have at least a 2020 year. He'll have career highs and everything. And then as I kept talking, I kept convincing myself that he was going to have a breakout year. So I I did at the end predict a 30-30 season and an MVP candidate. So uh, I do think he's the MVP of the league. So I think I nailed that one. That's the one I'm probably the proudest for. Um, What a year for Yelich, man. He really turned into a superstar. To be honest, as a Braves fan, I already knew he was a superstar. He just wasn't recognized as such. But, man, that guy is awesome. The other one I'm really proud of was um, Bird, Greg Bird on the Yankees. I said he wouldn't even play. He'd get injured again. He'd be really bad, and I nailed that one. And it's fun to see how correct I was on that. So those are really the two I'm the most proud of. The Greg Bird uh, saying was terrible, and Christian Yelich for MVP. Now, there's a lot of others that, you know, they're debatable. Did I win? Did I not? I don't know. Um, Going over my team first, uh, these are going to probably be in order, alphabetical order. I have no idea who's on what team anymore. For instance, I don't even have Bradley Zimmer anymore. But, man, I was dead wrong on Bradley Zimmer. I predicted a a 2030 type of year, and uh, he did not do that. No, though for injury, he was definitely the key for that. Um, I did predict a Jake Lamb downfall, and I was pretty right on that. Jake Lamb, though, an injury, not exactly what I predicted. I said that I'd be annoyed with him because he couldn't hit lefties. Uh, In fact, he couldn't hit lefties. He wasn't very good at all, and then he got hurt. But still, I'm giving myself credit for that. I was really down on Jake Lamb at the beginning of the year. I I, Believe this uh, or not, I predicted Mike Ford would hit 20 home runs. I don't even know who has Mike Ford. I'm pretty sure I dropped him. Uh, he did not hit 20 home runs in the big leagues. Um, I also pred- uh, predicted a close to uh, prime McCutcheon type of year. That did not happen. He got uh, traded, and uh, he did not have a very, very great year at all. I was definitely off on that. Nick Castellanos, I predicted a really great year, of plus 30-plus uh, home runs. I'm not sure exactly how many home runs he ended up with, but he did have a really solid, great year this year. Um, I was in on him, and he definitely hit. I actually predicted Nick Senzel would uh, disappoint and hit less than six home runs, and in fact, he never even came up, so I was right on that. I said he would leave us wanting more, and that's definitely what's happened. Um, One I'm not particularly proud about, nor do I remember exactly why I thought this is. You look back at some of these, and I'm thinking to myself, why the living fuck did I say that? And that was Luis Severino. I said he'd get hurt and he'd have uh, half a season worth of garbage stats. That was not the case at all. Um, he was really, really good for almost the entire year. Um, I definitely missed on that one. Um, making sure I'm still recording. I'm actually using a new app for recording. This is actually probably going to help because what happened with the old podcast is I had about a six or seven step process of getting these posted for you guys. And it involved using an iPad and a phone. So if one wasn't charged, it didn't work very well. I To get guests on, I had to call them in and put them on a Bluetooth and it wasn't the greatest sound. 
then once I've actually recorded it, I had to upload it to another site. Then I had to get the link from that site and upload it to my uh, the league site. and then to, So I actually found a whole app that I've been using for my football podcast, and it is excellent. Um, I can actually get people to call into it, and it's like a studio recording. It's really, really cool. Plus, it's a one-touch kind of recording editing system. So... Um, I'll send the link out in GroupMe and probably on the, put on the website. And uh, the one thing, though, to remember is if it seems to stop suddenly, it's probably because I have two segments. And on the mobile app, you actually have to click it again to play the second segment. So that, you know, that'll make sense if that ever comes up. I'm going to try to make it all one segment so that doesn't happen. But if I get a phone call or something in the middle of this, it will just stop the recording and I'll be screwed. But anyway, text me if you have a problem with that. Moving on. Ian Happ, who I pronounced Hop for some reason. I don't know why I did. <laughs> it really was annoying when I was listening to myself again. I, Ian Hop. He's, a, you know, a cascade hops of this IPA beer. No, Ian Happ, you idiot. Anyway, I predicted he'd be closer to 40 home runs. Opening day, if you remember, Ian Happ, definitely on pace. He was on pace for 162 home runs. Um, he did not end up anywhere close to 40. I definitely missed on Ian Happ. Um, I, I kind of hit on Devers. I said Devers would have a sophomore slump. He wouldn't be as good as everybody thought. And I don't think he was as good as everybody thought. I didn't look at his exact numbers, but I, uh, I think he definitely had a disappointing year compared to where we thought he was going to be at the beginning of the year. Um, I made a prediction about how uh, one or two of the four pitchers that I was looking at a roster, I think it was the Yankees roster, or it might have been, uh, might not be in the Yankees, somebody else. But it was that that uh, Jamison Tyon and German Herman 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 Marquez would become fantasy aces, and I think it's pretty safe to say that both of them actually did. I think Marquez ended up with the most strikeouts ever for a Colorado Rockies pitcher, and Jamison Tyon had been very very solid throughout the year. I don't I, I'm I don't know if I'm exactly calling them aces now, but man, that, they're pretty close, and I'm going to give myself credit for that. An interesting one, Hanley Ramirez. Remember that guy? So I predicted Hanley needed uh, was going to ball out because he had to fulfill those contract at bat requirements where he got his uh, option vested automatically and he was going to have a big year. And to be honest, if you remember, the first couple of weeks, Hanley was balling out. He was doing really, really well. And then they cut him <laughs> and uh, DFA'd him. So it ruined everything. So I gave myself half credit for that because if I was right in theory, I just didn't know how little the Red Sox wanted him to actually be a Red Sox. So they cut him. So more wrong than right. But when he was playing, Hanley was actually pretty decent. Um, I predicted Zach Kozar would disappoint. And I think he definitely disappointed. This one, one of the ones I nailed the most. Zach Kozar really had a disappointing year after signing with the Angels. Um, Yasmani Grandal, I said that the Austin Barnes train, a hype train. Remember when Austin Barnes was going to be catching 50% of the games for the Dodgers and Grandal was basically going to be pointless? Uh, I was against that then, and I turned out to be pretty right as Grandal had a nice year. I said that Austin Barnes would not be a thing. Sorry, Blue Jays. I know we tr- I traded Barnes to you. But um, here's one that I feel... As much as I'm patting myself on the back for those last three, one that I really got wrong was I said Jacob DeGrom would get hurt and only have like five starts. 
Um, I didn't say he would suck. Notice I did. I just said he would get hurt mainly because I wanted to pick one pitcher on. I think this was on the A's at the time that would get hurt. And Degrom hadn't got hurt, and he was on the Mets, and it seemed like a logical choice. Degrom did not get hurt. In fact, he is probably winning the Cy Young Award. I would assume. I would. Uh, we'll get to another guy that might win it that I was completely right about. But for now, I was definitely wrong on uh, Degrom. I was pretty high for some reason on Felix Hernandez and Orlando Arcia. Those guys sucked this year. There's no other way to say it. I definitely missed on those. I said Arcia would be a top 10 shortstop. Uh, I don't even know if he is a top 35 shortstop, to be honest. He was horrific for this year. I also predicted Chris Davis would hit close to 40 home runs. Whoopsie daisy. That one was way off. Chris Davis sucked balls. Uh, Thanks a lot, Crash. I still miss you. I like when you were good. You're fun to watch. One I got a guy, this one's interesting, Uh, Cody Bellinger. I actually predicted he'd have a sophomore slump and be uh, the worst season that he's ever had for his career, even though I was high on him for the future. And then I ended up trading Bryce Harper for him, essentially. And to be honest, I said he'd hit under 30. I said he'd hit under 240. Um, I mean, pretty close. He hit 24 home runs, hit like 250-ish and was starting to platoon at the end of the year. I think that's pretty disappointing. I still do think the future is bright for him. But uh, the other guy in that Harper deal, by the way, Aaron Nola, who I was dead right about. I said he'd be a top three Cy Young Award candidate, 200 plus Ks. I was spot on with him. In fact, still hoping that he maybe wins a Cy Young. He has more wins than DeGrom. Maybe he wins it into some sort of world. And in which case, I, I get like 75 bucks for my my early season prop bet I put on Nola to win Cy Young. Moving on, I said Ken Giles would save less than 25. That was pretty close as he kind of imploded on himself. So I feel like I correctly predicted that. One smaller one I'm particularly proud about because I predicted a lot about prospects. It's really hard because we don't have these top 100 lists out yet. But I think it's pretty clear to say that Christian Pache and Drew Waters are going to be top 100 prospects. And they weren't on a lot of top 100 prospects when I made that podcast at the beginning. So I'm giving myself credit for that. Pretty proud about that. I'm excited as a Braves fan. Um, In fact, let's take a break a little bit from that just to talk about a magical year for the Braves. I think that was a lot of what my focus was on, to be honest, and not podcasts. I was such a fun ride for the Braves. And now we're playing the Dodgers in the playoffs. I'm extremely nervous. Living in L.A. as a Braves fan is not fun when we do match up in the playoffs. It's been uh, a couple of years. We've done that in the last, you know, decade or so. And the one that comes to mind is that um, Uribe home run off of fucking, um, oh, God, what's his name? Uh, the guy that kind of looks like Kimbrel but was not Kimbrel. I forgot his name. You got, your Braves fans are screaming at me right now. I remember who it is, but it's some reason it's he's slipping my mind but he was like the setup like the second setup guy and Kimbrel's in the in the bullpen sitting there with his arms crossed wondering why he's not in and then boom two run home runs hanging slider to uh Juan Uribe and that was not fun being a Braves fan in Dodger land and a bunch of my friends are Dodger fans and they're already talking to what I've done we're in a big group chat they're all Dodger fans telling me the Braves suck. They're going to crush us. I'm just not going to say a single word. There's just no good that can come from it. I'm not going to 
convince them that the Braves are good. I'm not going to make myself feel better. Uh, I can only make the situation worse. So I'm going dark for the, the playoff series in that group text. But go Braves. Acuna, man, that's that's one of the predictions. We might as well get to that now. I said Acuna would ball out, have a monster season. He did. Um, in fact, to be honest, I would be uh, probably a lot richer today if two things, two small things didn't happen. Number one, if Acuna didn't get hurt in Boston and miss a month, I would probably have won the uh, MVP prop bet I put on Acuna. Actually, Ryan M. and I both put a couple bucks down on Acuna to win MVP. Um, 250 to 1 odds for Acuna to win MVP at the beginning of the year. I put 10 or 20 bucks on it. I think Ryan did too. Um, you get 2,500 if you were right. And we were pretty damn close. I mean, closer than I ever thought it would be. Uh, so if he didn't get hurt for that month uh, and perhaps Yelich wasn't this freaking good, I think Acuna had a really good argument to be an MVP. And to be honest, I think he's going to get a couple of top 10 votes for MVP, which is insane for a 20-year-old. So I definitely was right on that. One prospect I was not correct about was Eloy Jimenez, but I blame the White Sox for this. If Eloy had come up, he probably would have performed. The numbers he was putting up in AAA are absolutely crazy. He should have been up. The White Sox are cheap-ass motherfuckers, and he will probably not be up to start the season next year. So great job, White Sox. Um, You screwed me over my prediction. Um, I did say Eloy would be like Reese Hoskins in August and September. And I still feel like he would have been. Um, Austin Riley, I said he, he was, you know, Austin Riley was getting a lot of attention at this time of the year, last year. A lot of prospects, uh, prospect lists he had in the top 75 even. I've seen him as high as top 30 in Rotowire, if you go by Rotowire. And I said he would not make the big leagues this year. And... We wouldn't see him for another two years. I don't know if that part will be right, but we did not see Austin Riley. He didn't even get a call up. He actually had a pretty good year. One guy I am uh, missed on a little bit here was Alex Bregman. I actually believed Alex Bregman would kind of just do what he did the year before. I didn't see the power coming. He definitely showed a lot of improvement and growth this year and made him one of the more exciting long-term players in Dynasty Baseball. He's definitely a top 10 asset in my mind, maybe even a top six asset. I did not see that coming. I I saw it coming maybe four years from now, three years from now, but he arrived early, so I believe the Mets have him. Um, Good job, Mets, on Bregman. Man, that guy's going to be around for a while. while. I also predicted a really breakout year for Eddie Rosario. I'm going to go ahead and give myself credit for that. Rosario had a really, really nice year. I like that guy a lot. Uh, he had a really great year. I don't have the exact stats in front of me. Um, Hunter Renfro, if you remember this, um, Scarlett was talking in the background a lot. And whenever I said Hunter Renfro, she got really loud and obnoxious. And I was like, yeah, that guy sucks. We won't. But my prediction was that he would fall off the face of the earth by, you know, May. And we wouldn't hear from him again. He stayed up pretty much all year and actually had an okay year. So Hunter Renfro still around did not disappear. Um, One guy I was really down on was J.P. Crawford. I said he would play a lot because of his defense, but he would not hit a lick. Um, He did not do either of those things, mainly because he didn't really play that much. Um, Scott Kingery came up and kind of took that position. And I I don't know what they... They traded for somebody, didn't they? Um, God, who did they trade for? I forgot. They they, uh, basically gave up on J.P. Crawford for this year. 
as the Phillies exploded into shittiness at the end of the year, which was awesome to see. But I was definitely right about Crawford not being that great. I was wrong about Glyber Torres. However, I said he would come up and we would be supremely disappointed, not be impressed with what he did. I was very impressed with this young man. I think he is an excellent, excellent player now. I completely have changed my tune. I think that he is one of the best long-term assets in all of Dynasty baseball, so I was really, really wrong about Gliber Torres. Mookie Betts, I said, would be a top three fantasy player. I'm pretty sure he was. He had an amazing year. In fact, I saw a great stat about this the other day. Um, Only like two players in the history of baseball have put up 10 or more WAR, 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 um, in less than like 140 games. Mike Trout being the only other person who's done it twice. Mookie Betts did it this year, so what a sensation. He is an amazing player, and if you were down on him for a little bit, then you probably don't know. Uh, He probably didn't finish well in fantasy baseball anywhere because uh, it's too easy to see how talented that guy was. Um, So, uh, although I was right about that, that wasn't that crazy. Uh, A couple of other ones. I I started to get crazy at the end, (laughs) listening back onto it. The Padres can vouch for this as I said Trumbo would hit more home runs than Judge and there was a second there that that prediction looked like actually might come true when Judge got hurt Trumbo came back and was hitting home runs almost every other day Um, it did not turn out to be true I think a lot because Trumbo actually got hurt himself that really hurt uh, no pun intended and Judge uh, was out a lot longer than expected I did say Judge would hit less than 40. I believe I was right on that. I don't think Judge hit 40 this year. I don't, I don't think he got close to that. So I was pretty close on that. For such a bold prediction, you know, people probably thought that was a crazy idea at the beginning of the year, but it actually was closer than you think. And that's what the cool thing about bold predictions is that you take a, you go a little contrarian and you pick some areas that are off the beaten path, if you will, and oftentimes they get pretty close. And you you look like an idiot a lot less than you would think. Um, another two, I'm going to pat my bat here. I did say Drew Pomeranz would be awful this year. And I think I had traded him at that time. So I, I got rid of him. Um, and Pomeranz uh, did indeed suck this year. I also said Miguel Sano. Miguel Sano was projected for like 39 home runs at the beginning of the year, I guess, apparently. Uh, I said he would not come close to that. He wouldn't even hit over 20. I don't know if he hit over 20. I really should be by a computer doing this. I don't want my way home. Um, I don't think he got over 20. I might be wrong about that. I'm sorry if I am. But he did not get close to 40 home runs. I can guarantee you of that. So that's about it for the predictions. that I, I, I know I had a little bit more than that. But the other ones were kind of a little bit less intriguing. Like Carlos Rondon will have a bounce back season. Okay, great. Awesome. Like that wasn't that bold. And it's really, uh, who cares if I was right or wrong. But I think those predictions are kind of fun to go back over. I think Ryan W. requested that. So there you go. Um, That's probably going to close it out for today. Again, with this podcast, it's it's a new app. So see what you think about it. See how the ease is. It's probably easier to download the app. The app's called Anchor. And if you download the app, you can actually come on with me and we can record together. I know those were always a hit when we got people on board the podcast because I feel like I've been talking for a long time and I'm already tired of hearing myself talk, so Lord knows you're probably tired of it too. (laughs) But anyway, 
Um, check out that app. Also, l- let me know what you guys think. If it's even worth putting up a vote, maybe it's not even something we can vote on if the commissioner, other commissioners don't want to. But the, it's just silly to have the playoffs the last week of the season. Um, and I know Brett and Joe, we're in the other fantasy league together with Nick, and playoffs were like three or four weeks before how we did it, and I think that's probably better. Uh, during the time, you're kind of like, oh, man, playoffs already. I, I really don't want playoffs. But then when the playoffs are over at the last week of the season, you're like, fuck, J.D. Martinez, you played three games this week. And, oh, Alex Wood, you're in the bullpen now because the Dodgers need another lefty. Uh, thanks a lot. And <laughs> anyway, um, maybe we'll do a, you know what, I think is a good idea because it looks like the trades are going to be pretty fast. I've already got two trade offers today. They were both horrendous for the for those listening I won't mention names but um, those trade offers I got today are not even close apparently I love Austin Beck more than anyone just because I made him available in a trade I love that guy I expect to get somebody else I really really love other prospects um, go for it but Austin Beck I think is very very well established if you forgot go back to the beginning of the year with the podcasts you'll know how much I love Austin Beck okay I'm not giving him away for a shitty fifth starter on the Royals. I'll let you figure out who that was. <laughs> Plus, I had to give up two other guys in that trade, too, by the way. Guys. <laughs> I know you're gauging interest, but fuck, man. Brooklyn Dodgers, they suck. Their team's awful. Let's not trade with the Brooklyn Dodgers. Don't let him rebuild. I'm just kidding. He's actually, he somehow has Kyle Tucker on his team. I don't know how he got Kyle Tucker. I missed that. But uh, already, just alone, Kyle Tucker, the most valuable asset on that team because that team was garbage. Um, to be honest, I know I'm rambling on here at the end, but I did talk to those owners too at the end. I kind of said, hey, you, made me, you guys made me look like shit. You made me look like I didn't know what I was talking about. I vouched for you guys. And they just they, they gave me the runaround. He said that you know it was impossible to win with that team. That they had a, a great theory they thought was foolproof. They were going to get four or five categories, and it didn't work. Um, and then they couldn't trade anybody, so they just gave up. And um, that was that. So I will not recommend those guys for the other openings. Um, although I do think I know who the Blue Jay, uh, who Lee was talking about. I don't know if you guys saw that. Um, to be fair, he was a. Re- uh, I think it's Bachman, right, guys? Correct me if I'm wrong. Michael Bachman. He was originally part of this league. He was the Blue Jays. Um, and then he kind of gave that team over to uh, Jay Brib. Uh, kind of like gave him the keys. To, they were, I guess, probably co-managing it or something. And then he just took over. So um, I, I, he's a guy that wouldn't let it go, I think. But, uh, you know, who can listen to me? I obviously, I'm not going to vouch for anybody else. But I do know who he's talking about but that guy will be on the fence if he decides to do it he probably would do it but he is going to give us the runaround for a bit i'm pretty sure he uh it's hard for him to say no i'll just say that he wants to please you and he usually pleases me very very nicely because i'm pretty sure he might actually listen to this podcast but uh mike if you're out there i love you but uh make a decision one way or the other (laughs) we won't get mad at you if you say no and we will love you probably the same if you say yes. Um, anyway, that's probably going to do it for me today again. Try to get these podcasts back out. Give me some ideas, guys. Um, I, I, I like I like doing these, especially with the new app. 
get some guests on here. We'll do a deep dive to Ryan M's team. I think we'll preview the draft. <clears throat> There's a lot that we can talk about over the offseason. For now, let's enjoy some actual playoff baseball. Wild card game tonight, another one tomorrow. Braves Dodgers, please, please. Good thoughts, good vibes only for the Braves. It, it would make a magical season even a little bit more. I don't think there's any Dodger fans in here, right? So let's all just team together and uh, root for the Braves and push them to the NLCS. That would be awesome. If you got to the NLCS, man, I'd be pretty, pretty stoked. Anyway, that's going to do it for me. Uh, thanks for listening to the Hard Podcast. And uh, what well, I'm going to call this season two. This is season two of the Hard Podcast now. Okay, so enjoy the off season, guys. We'll talk soon. I'm out.